Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Include not only physical death, but financial death, relationship death, emotional death, or anything, business death. Any death in your life, you can live but not die. And we're going to learn many simple principles from the Bible. Uh, in this camp, I can preach only a few chapters, but I have a lot of chapters in here. You're going to continue to learn on Sunday and we'll be in a series called, I think the series called, I Will Live and Not Die. So we're going to learn how to fight the good fight of the faith together. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord. We love you so much and we thank you, Lord, that you give us the instructions in this book, the Bible. And we believe the Bible is the word of God. It's inspired by the Holy Spirit, Lord. And we can learn so many good principles of how to have victory and how to really fight the good fight of faith together, Father. We thank you, Lord. We ask your Holy Spirit to be our teacher in this camp. And we believe, Lord, that you shall open our spiritual eyes and shine the light of the word of God into our heart so that we can understand supernaturally and we can have faith and put what you teach us into practice. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. I want to tell you that God doesn't want any of us to be sick or to have any disease at all. Our God is a miracle-working God. He can perform miracles. He has the miracle-working power. And we can expect to be touched, to be healed, to be delivered, to be set free by His power. We need to believe this. God doesn't want us to be sick. God doesn't want us to die before our fullness of day. He wants us to live a long life and until we finish the course, until we fulfill the destiny that God has called us to do. And I pray that everyone who listens to this series of teaching will get healed, will get miracle and breakthrough in their life. And I believe in the miracles. So I just want to really give you many principles in the Bible. And today we're going to talk about the first principle. First of all, I would like to read from the book of James chapter 1 verse 17. James chapter 1 verse 17 say, Whatever is good and perfect comes down to us from God, our Father, who created all the lights in the heaven. He never changes or casts a shifting shadow. God wants to give us good and perfect gifts. He wants to give us miracles. He wants to give us victory over sickness and disease, over any deadly things in our life. And we can have faith and we can expect it to happen in our life. God healed my wife, healed my children, and healed me so many times. And we experience the miracle working power of God in our life. And I believe God loves everyone. And if I can receive the miracle and the healing power from God, you can receive the miracle working power of God as well. We need to understand this. 
all bad things on this planet Earth, all bad things do not come from God. They come from the devil. They come from hell. Come from darkness. And we are the children of the good God. Therefore, we can expect the good and perfect things from God. But we need to believe it. We need to believe that anytime bad things happen, it's not from God. It's from the enemy. So any heartache doesn't come from God. Any bad days do not come from God. Any sickness, any defeat situation do not come from God. They all come from the enemy. If you can go to heaven now, and I'm looking forward to go to heaven one day, not very soon, but I am happy to go to heaven. And when I go to heaven, I will know, I will see that in heaven, there are no worms in the apple. There are no sickness and diseases. In heaven, the air in heaven is so full of peace, so full of love, so full of love and joy, and so full of holiness. There is nothing wrong in heaven at all. Everything in heaven is perfect and is so good. You see many beautiful flowers on this planet Earth. I want to tell you the good news. In heaven, the flowers are more beautiful and they never die. On earth, the flower can die. You can say that, wow, the grass in my home is so green. But I want to let you know, the grass in heaven is 10 times greener than your home's grass. Much better. When you get to heaven, you're going to see beautiful oceans, and lakes and mountain, the snow mountain cap. And you're going to see your own mansion up there. When you get there, you can breathe the air so pure. No sickness, no death, no demons, nothing bad in heaven at all. So we should connect to heaven and be as children of God. You know, we are the children of the almighty God who owns heaven. We can expect good things from heaven to come down on us. And whatever we believe, we receive it. We receive what we believe. Is that right? So everyone say, all good things, all perfect things come down from heaven. Everything in heaven is alive. No death in heaven. Everything alive is so good. You can hear the worship song up there. It's wonderful. Everything is so wonderful in heaven. And you can hear the voice of the Lord Jesus up there. You can meet him up there. But right now, on this planet Earth, I'm excited to experience heaven on Earth. I'm excited to receive good things from heaven by faith. And we're going to learn in this series of teaching, how can I receive God's perfect and good gift from heaven? What are the, are the principles in the Bible? So in this teaching today, the first lesson here, I would like to talk about the first principle, how to get the good things from heaven. The first principle is put first things first. Everyone say put first things first. Our God is the God of the covenant. He will keep his promise. But we need to do our part. If we do our part, we have the right to ask him for whatever good from heaven. So we're going to learn our part today. What is our part in 
asking God. And when we do this part of our life, when we pray and ask, He's going to give to us what we ask for. And the first thing that we need to do to have the right to ask for healing, for deliverance, for victory, for life, for breakthroughs, is that we need to put first thing first. Yes, it's so important, this principle. If you don't practice this, your prayer may not get answered. Because God said He would do what He promised. And He is a confident God. We need to do our part. You may say, Pastor, I think I really am a good Christian. I try to go to church every Sunday. I think I love God. But uh, I love something else too. Look at Matthew 22, 36-38. Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul. All, not just 30%, not just 50%, not 90%, all, 100%. With all your mind, this is the first and great commandments. In other words, he's trying to say, we should not have any other gods in our life before the Lord. We should have only one God. Money should not be our God. Amen. Our house should not be our God. We have only one God. And not only that, God should be the number one person. Number one first in our life. If we want God to answer our prayer, if we want to overcome death or incurable disease or any difficult problem in our life, we need to make a decision God, you are my number one person. And I will worship you. I will love you with all my heart. I seek your kingdom first. I will obey you. And I will worship you with my words and with my action. I will have a lifestyle of praising you and worshiping you. You should not love other things more than God. If you want to let God answer your prayer. You need to love God more than anything else in your life. You love God more than your business, more than your home, more than your car, more than anything else. God come first in your life. You need to learn how to seek God first. Love Him. Serve Him. Obey Him. Do what He says. He come first. He is your God. He is not just your servant. He is your God. You need to obey Him. One of the reasons many Christians get into trouble is that they don't seek God first and they don't worship God at all. Day after day, they worship money. They worship other things. They don't worship God. They don't serve the Lord. And they say, why God doesn't answer my prayer? Why God allow me to go through this thing? Because they worship something else. They did not love God first. My brother and sister, we should worship Him every day. We should love to sing song to Him. We should love to say, God, I love you. I praise you. You're wonderful. We should live a life of worship, live a life of seeking the kingdom of God first. And if we can do that, we will be under His protection. Sickness and disease cannot touch us. If disease come and you worship Him, then the sickness will leave. Many people say, but pastor, 
I have gone to church so that I can be religious. And the devil say, oh good, I'm going to help you to, to be religious. You just come to church for religion, but you don't know God. You don't really love God with all your heart. You just come, go through the motion of the church and just go home and then you enjoy something else and you don't really love God. You may say, but I'm a good Christian though. I read the Bible and I really worship God on Sunday, but Monday to Saturday, I do something else. No, you should love God every day. You should seek God every day. You love God with all your heart, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday. You put Him first in your life. You put the first thing first in your life and everything you pray. Sometimes I talk to God, God, every prayer that I present to you, you will answer me. And God said to me, but you need to do your part. If you want me to answer all your prayer, you need to do your part. That is to love me first. That is to seek me first. And I'm going to answer your prayer. Amen. And miracles shall happen. So look at Ezekiel chapter 28 verses 13 to 15. Some of you say that, Pastor, but I really know the Bible. I really know the Greek and Hebrew. I even went to Bible school. I know the Bible. I know my God. I know I can quote how many trees in the book of Genesis. How long the boat of Noah is. I know everything in the Bible. I know God. But look at Ezekiel chapter 28, 13 to 15. You were, you mean Satan. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering. The saddest topaz and diamond, beryl, onyx, and jasper, sapphire, turquoise, and emerald with gold. The workmanship of your timbers and pipes was prepared for you on the day you were created. You were the anointed cherub, you mean Satan, who covers. I establish you. You were on the holy mountain of God. You walk back and forth in the midst of fiery stone. The Bible says that the devil was in the mountain of God. And he walked back and forth in the midst of fiery stone. He was in the presence of God before he fell. You were perfect in your ways from the day you were created till iniquity was found in you. According to this scripture, did the devil know God? He knows God more than you. Actually, he knows God very well. He was in the third heaven before. He was walking around the throne of God. He met God and he knew God very well. But what happened? He fell. He fell. So to know God alone is not enough. To know the Bible alone is not enough. So many people know the Bible. So many people can quote the scriptures and they can teach the Bible very well. It's not enough just to know God. What happened to the devil? The devil fell. The devil lost his authority in heaven. What kind of iniquity is that? Let's look at Isaiah 14, 12 to 14. How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning, how you are cut down to the ground, you who weaken the nations. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. 
I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation, on the farther sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. What kind of iniquity is this? One day, even though the devil knows God very well, he said, "From today on." I'm gonna do what I want to do. From today on, I go on my own way. I don't need to listen to God anymore. I'm gonna be my own God. I'm not gonna compete with God. God is not my God anymore. I am God. I'm gonna do my own things. I'm gonna go my own ways. He had a downfall because he did not put. God first. He put himself first, and he fell. Can the devil's downfall happen to you and me? You may say, "Never, never happened to me." You may say, "Oh, not for me." But I tell you, you could have been the best church member of New Hope International Church for 20 years. You have saved hundred thousand of souls. You were such a great evangelist, and you can do so many good things. You're just a wonderful worship leader. But one day, you turned your eyes away from the book of Matthew, the book of Mark, and Luke and John, and you began to do your own things. You stopped loving the church, and you become your own god. You may have built a church of 1,000 members. And you know the Bible very well. Actually, the devil know the Bible more than me. You can quote all the scriptures, and one day you start to be prideful, and you start to settle down and be satisfied with your own ability. And you say, "I don't need God anymore. I can run my own life now. I'm such a great Christian. I have my own ways now." If you don't watch yourself carefully, if you don't examine your heart every single day, even though you are called by God to be a great apostle, a prophet, or evangelist, and you can preach very well, if you're not careful, one day you can fall. And this happened to many preachers and ministers in the world. You stop worshiping God. You know, sometimes I notice that pastor just sit in a room during worship, and the worship is done. Then walk out to preach, and then book go back to the room to drink coffee. I tell God, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to come here and I'm going to worship God. I'm just another sheep in this flock. I'm going to worship the Lord. I'm going to seek Your first. I'm not here just to preach as my job, but I'm here to love You, to worship You, to praise You. You come first in my life. I put you first in my life. It's so easy for successful ministers, a Christians, smart Christian, to fall and to really walk away from the first love for Jesus Christ. And if you do that, you're gonna go downhill, like the devil. And then you open the door for the devil to come in to attack you, because now you walk in the same. Path as the devil. That is, I run my own life. I know better than God. 
I would do my own ways. Then what happened? The devil said, oh, you're my friend now. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to attack you. I'm going to give you sickness and disease because you are my friend and I'm going to kill you. You should better watch yourself every single day. Right. Even now, I have been a Christian for 40 years. I've been a pastor for more than 30, 60, 37 years now. I still watch my life every day. I ask myself, where am I with God today? Do I still love God? Do I still seek the kingdom of God first? Am I still excited to preach the gospel, to heal the sick, to cast out demons? I'm still excited to really pastor people. Am I happy to come to church? Or I just come here as a ritual, as a, just a routine, and just do my job? Where am I? Do I still walk with the Spirit? Do I still want to preach and to tell people about Jesus Christ? I'm excited about the gospel or not. My brother and sister, God give us the Spirit inside us. In John chapter 7, 37 to 39. On the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. We all, as believers, have the Holy Spirit. But if our hearts start to grow cold and look warm, the Holy Spirit cannot work with us that much anymore. We just keep doing our own things, running our own life, making our own plans, going our own ways, and the Holy Spirit gets shut off. Therefore, we will not witness to anybody. We will not care for the people who are sick and we want to go and pray for them. We don't care for people anymore. I just mean my own business. I just run my own life. God, you're number 10 in my life. You are num number one anymore. My brother and sister, if you want to live and not die, if you want your prayer to get answered, every time you pray, be healed. The sickness, go. And God answer. What do you need to do? Seek God first. Worship Him first. Put Him first. Obey Him. Love Him with all your heart. And serve Him. Amen? And the Holy Spirit will begin to work with you. Pastor, where do you get this principle in the Bible? I'm going to show you. The devil comes to deceive, to tempt, to kill, to steal, and to destroy. And he did it to Jesus too. Look at what Jesus said. In Matthew chapter 4, Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness. And then the devil showed up and tempted him. And look at Matthew 4.10. Then Jesus said to him, to the devil, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only, only. No other gods, God come first. You live a life to worship God, to serve God. The word worship means many things. It means you sing song to the Lord. I love you, Lord. You sing song to God. You lift your hand. You stand up and clap your hand. And you really worship with songs. 
But not only that, you worship him with your life. You live a life of integrity, holiness, and righteousness. You don't cheat anybody. You don't play around with sin. You are salt and light of the world. People look at you and say, wow, Jesus is so good. People look at your kindness, your love, your generosity. Look at your integrity and they praise God. Your lifestyle, worship and praise God. And you serve him as well. You do anything to serve him. Last night I came, we passed a here from 5 p.m. and we went home around 9 p.m. to train the skip team to play tomorrow. And I was so happy to be here, to get involved. We got food here to feed people. We worship God. We want to praise God. We want to serve God. We live a lifestyle of putting God first in our life. He said, you shall worship the Lord your God and Him only you shall serve. And look at verse 11. After he said, worship God only. Put God first. And serve him. Look at verse 11. Then, I like this one, verse 11. Then the devil left him. And behold, angels came and ministered to him. Yes. How many people want the devil to leave you alone? <laughs> How many people, the devil want to attack your finances, come in your home and attack your marriage, attack your health, and going to kill you. And the doctors say you don't have many months to live. The medical reports say you have incurable disease, like Stan Lander sitting there when he came to see me when I was a neurosurgeon. I look at his MRI. Wow. This is incurable brain cancer, inoperable too, not just incurable, inoperable brain cancer. But he sought God first and the devil left and God healed him. How many years ago? Six years? Seven years ago. Seven years ago. Again, how many people want the devil to leave you alone? What do you need to do? Serve God. Worship the Lord. Amen. Worship the Lord only. Seek the kingdom of God first. I like the book of Exodus chapter 23 verse 25. The Bible says, Those who serve me and worship me, I will bless their food and their water and I will heal them. You want God to heal you? And bless your food and your water? What do you need to do? Worship. And serve the Lord. Amen. So it's your choice. If you choose not to obey God. Not to love God first. Not to worship Him. You actually unknowingly become a friend with the devil. Because you walk in the same way he's doing. And what happened? You open a door for the devil to come into your home. Into your career. Into your finances. Into your body. Because you don't worship first. Worship God first. You worship something else. You do your own things. All of your lifestyle has nothing to do with God. You just, oh, I like this. I do it. I didn't even ask God. I, I didn't ask God for advice. I have to be led by the Holy Spirit. I do whatever I want. I run my own life. What happened? The devil will come in. And he see you that, wow, you're walking the same way he is doing. He is walking. He has the right to attack you. 
This is the first important key. Seek God first. Worship God, not other things. And serve Him only. Amen? The devil may try to walk into your house, open the door, and see that you're on the floor, singing. Oh, I love you, Lord. And I lift my voice. And you see that? He walk away. Okay. Maybe I should go to the house of Sean. And he walk in, he see Sean was watching TV. And complaining against his wife or something. And the devil said, okay, good. I have the right to be here. <laughs> I want God to be in my house, in my life, in my car, in my place every single day. I don't want the devil to show up in my house. I don't want the devil to show up in my marriage and in my finances. So I'm going to live a life that obey God every day. I'm going to live a life of worshiping God every single day. I want my life to be the habitation or the willing place. Angels show up around me. And God shows up in my life and in my home. How can God show up in my home? I am a dwelling place of the presence of God. How? Psalm 22 verse 3. But you are holy, enthroned or dwell in the presence of Israel. Live a life of worshiping God. Live a life of seeking the kingdom of God first. Put God first in your life. And then you're going to be a habitation. You're going to be a dwelling place of the presence of God. And the devil walk to you and say, Oh, God is here. Bye-bye. I need to leave you alone. Amen. You want the presence of God to come to you. That's why the book of Philippians chapter 4 verse 4 say, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. The Bible did not say, Rejoice in the Lord only on Sunday. And the rest of the time to complain and grumbling and just sin and do whatever you want. You run your life. No. You rejoice, not rejoice because you watch a funny movie. You rejoice in the Lord. You worship Him. You rejoice in Him. You love Him so much. Every time you think about Him, you laugh. Have you ever done that? I've done that all the time. When I think about God, goodness, oh, I laugh. I just have good time. I laugh because I know God is so good to me. I worship Him all the time. Always. Worship God always. Rejoice always in the Lord. Amen. That should be our lifestyle. The problem is this, that many Christians are so religious. They just want only Bible knowledge. And they can quote the Bible. And they can act in the church that I'm so knowledgeable. I know even more than my pastor. You don't need to teach me Bible. I know the Bible. Actually, the devil knows the Bible too. I know everything. I come to church, I just go through the motion, get it done, run out of the door, and hey, I finished my responsibility of coming to church one and a half hours, it's over. And what happened? They just have the form of godliness. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 19. But I will come to you. Paul wrote to the Corinth the members in Corinth. He said, I'm going to come. 
And many of you boast that you know the Bible a lot. Many of you boast that you're so good. You're so knowledgeable of the Bible. Wow, many of you say, I'm great. I'm a good Christian. But Paul say, okay, I don't want to hear what you boast. I want to see that you have power in you or not. Do you really walk with God? Do you really have the power to overcome the work of the devil? Look at 1 Corinthians 4, 19. But I will come to you shortly if the Lord wills, and I will know not the word of those who are puffed up, but not just the word. People can boast about their Bible knowledge, can say many things, but the power. Do you have the presence of God? Do you have the power of God? Do you walk with God with faithfulness? And your relationship with God is so strong that you walk in the power. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 5. Having a form of godliness, but denying its power. And from such people, turn away. Wow. My brothers and sisters, we don't want to be religious Christians. We don't want to be just hate knowledge Christian. Oh, I know it a lot. I'm so great. I've been in this church for 30 years. I have a special seat in this church. Don't touch me, okay? My pastor knows that I've been here for a long time. I can quote the scriptures, but you never worship God. You never serve God. You never obey God. You never seek His kingdom first. It's just all religious. All about form of godliness. Just a form of being a Christian. But you don't have that deep relationship with God. You don't have that love for God. You love God with all your heart. You don't have such a zeal for God. And you say, God, you come first in my life. I seek your kingdom first. You haven't worshipped him for 10 years. You just come to church and, okay, they worship. Maybe I should come maybe 15 minutes late until the worship is over. Then I show up to listen to the sermon. You don't worship God anymore. You don't hear the worship song in your home anymore. Have you turned worship song in your home? Yes. Do you worship God? Yes. When you sit in your car, do you worship the Lord? Yes. Do you say to God, I want to encourage you. I'm not a singer by nature. Therefore, the way I worship may be different from Pastor Kenny. Pastor Kenny, he can sit in the car and he can sing. God is so good. God is so good. He can sing in the car. But for me, because I'm not a singer, so I worship God in a different way. I don't want God to hear my off-key singing. <laughs> so I worship God like this. When I wake up in the morning, I open my eyes and I raise my hand out of my blanket. God, I love you so much. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for dying for me, for healing me, for providing for me. Lord Jesus, I love you more than anything else in my life. I love you more than my job my money, my ministry, my home, my car. Lord Jesus, tell me what you want me to do in this life. I will do it. I will obey you. I will obey your word. I will obey your Holy Spirit. Lord Jesus, you are number one in my life. I worship you. I love you, Lord. I have been doing this for 40 years now. Every day, I will talk to God like this. I worship you. I love you. I don't sing. But I worship him with my words.
with my action. I choose to do something, and I will check with him. Is this my own way? Actually, a few last week, I have to make a major decision for my ministry. You don't need to know what major decision <laughs> about mission. This is not about this church, about mission. I have to make a major decision. And my wife, Pastor Da, say, are you sure you're going to make this decision? This is a big deal. And I pray and pray and pray, God, I don't want to do my own things. I don't want to go on my own ways. I want to make sure my decision is your decision. And I pray and pray because it's a very difficult decision for me to make. But eventually God confirmed with me. I know it's tough for you. I know it's not fun. But I approve your decision. This is my decision too. So I make that decision. The reason I ask him because I want to put him first in my life. I want him to be number one in my life. I want to obey him. I want to worship him with my words and my actions. And I know that when I do that, remember, okay, I'm going to end this sermon. When I do that, when I put first thing first, when God comes first in my life, when I love him more than anything else, when I worship Him as my lifestyle, when I serve Him and seek His kingdom first, I have the right to ask anything that it is will, and He will answer me. Have you ever asked this question in your own heart? Why did the Father answer the prayer of Jesus 100% of the time? Anytime Jesus say, okay, Lazarus, come out from the tomb. Lazarus, come up. Why did God the Father answer him? Must be some secret in his life. Because Jesus put the Father first. And he's doing the will of the Father. He is in the human body like you and me. He was not walking on earth as God. He was walking on earth as human. And as a human... God the Father answered him. He prayed. The sick is healed. Everyone. He cast out demon. Every demon go out. Why God answer all of his prayer? Why? He has the right to ask. Because he put the kingdom of God at the will of the Father first. Everyone say first. Put first things first. I believe. This teaching, <laughs> thank you. I believe that this teaching series, this is number one. Tomorrow you will learn number two. This teaching series, if you put in your practice, from now on, your prayer will get answered easily. When you get sick, you ask God to heal you and chase that sickness out, it will happen every time. God going to answer you. Okay? From now on, when you pray for the sick, the sick going to be healed. Because you are that kind of Christian like Jesus. You put the kingdom of God first. You worship Him all the days of your life. He comes first in your heart. That is your lifestyle. And He will answer your prayer. I'm excited about this series. 
tomorrow you will learn the second principle of tomorrow. The morning and afternoon service is going to be fun preaching. Very important principle tomorrow. Don't miss the sermon tomorrow morning and tomorrow evening and Sunday morning too. About how to live and not die. How to have victory over incurable problem, impossible situation. How to have victory in your life. Tonight, first lesson. Put first thing first. Love the Lord your God with all your heart. He come first in your life. Ask God, don't run your own life, don't do your own things. Everything you do, ask God first. What do you want me to do? Consult with God. Do whatever He says. Don't be your own boss. Don't act like the devil. Don't run your own life. Don't go your own way. Check with the Lord. Make sure you obey Him. You serve Him. And you follow Him wholeheartedly. Every single day. And you will see God's supernatural protection. God's supernatural breakthrough. And healing and life-giving experience. And I want to put this teaching into practice myself as well. Amen? Amen. Are you going to do this? Yes. You're going to put this into practice? Yes. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. If you don't know Jesus Christ, I would like to encourage you to give your life to Jesus. Maybe some of you have known Jesus since you were young. You went to church with your parents. But you're not sure now that your relationship with Jesus is good and strong. Maybe this is a good time that you really rededicate your life back to Jesus. And maybe some of you are already Christian. But after you listen to this sermon, yeah, I know God. I know the Bible. Yeah, I think I've been a good Christian. I go to church every Sunday. But so far, God is not number one in my life or fully yet. I still do my own things. I don't follow God wholeheartedly. So tonight, you say, I make a commitment that I will worship God, put God first, seek the kingdom of God first, serve the Lord. I will not run my own life anymore. Everything I will consult with God. If God corrected me, I would repent and I would turn around and obey Him right away. Maybe we can pray together and pray a prayer of commitment and dedication to Him. Amen? Amen? How many people want to pray with me? Let's pray together. Follow my prayer. Lift our hand up to heaven. Father in heaven, I give my life to you. I declare and make up my mind to love you with all my heart with all my soul, with all my mind. I will worship you. Put you first in my life. And I will serve you. I know that when I do that, the devil will leave. And your angels will come to me and minister to me. Oh Lord, I will seek your kingdom first. I will not 
go my own ways. I will not do my own things. But I will obey you. Worship you. With my attitudes. My motives. My words. And my actions. You come first in my life, Lord. And you shall protect me. I will live and not die. I will live to the fullness of my days. And I shall finish my course with joy. I will live a long life to glorify your name on this planet Earth. And one day, Lord, I will meet you in paradise with good rewards. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty.